Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host with the bars and the charge-ers yeah. coaching vacancy takes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stretch I, yeah, We one. got there. It's char, like it's bar and then char, and then you start your next line with the rest of the word. You know, I think Eminem does that, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, we are basically as talented as Eminem, right? Yeah, you heard it here first. Heard it here. But um, today uh, we're going to be going over the Thursday game and the two Saturday games. This will be coming out on Thursday morning, so you'll hear that in time for that game. But since we've got just the two Saturday games, we're going to go knock those out here. We've got the the Wednesday evening practice report, so what will essentially be their Thursday in a way. So we can, we can glean a decent amount from those, I think, and we've already got some news, but... We'll go ahead and dive into this Thursday one. We have New Orleans at the Rams. We're both picking the Rams because I I think we're both on the same line of uh, they passed the quote-unquote good team threshold, and that's that's kind of what you need to be to beat the Saints. Yeah, I would say that I don't have a great read on this game. I just sort of expect the Rams to win. Um, I like their coach better. I like their quarterback better. It's... uh, the Saints just kind of disappoint me this year in most ways. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Injury-wise, by the way, Foskey's still out, so is Ramchek. Um, Alave is good to go, so that's big. Um, and then the Rams should have uh, uh, Havenstein back and Tutu Atwell back. And then uh, Note Boom is questionable. He hasn't practiced yet this week. So, not looking great, but it's good that they have uh, Havenstein back. I... Um, I think the 2-2 thing kind of interesting because Demarcus Roberts has been doing well and he and Stafford have been riffing, so I'm really curious like how that split ends up. But I'm I'm more focused on Cup here against the Saints. The the slot matchup, that whole middle of the field in general has been the easiest spot to attack because they've got they've got good outside corners. So I'm I'm leaning Cup here, and then I've got I've got Higby as a as a stream for me because the Saints have kind of sucked against tight ends. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of with you there. It's been a little bit more difficult to figure out the cup first Puka thing, at least of late, just because... Yeah, it's kind of tough. Just, I don't know. They've had injuries, um, and against who they've played, it's been a little tougher. But I would say I am more on cup this game. It just makes more sense to me. I don't think Puka has a bad game. I just think he kind of has more struggle yardage, whereas cup probably just gets more targets. Yeah, like it's just path least resistance. I think it is. Um, yeah, because like you've got you still got a Debo and Yadam on the outside, but Alante Taylor's been the weaker one in the slot. Mm-hmm. And then, and yeah, Cup's been working out of the slot a ton, and just the middle of the field with him and Higby in general. That's where the Saints have been easiest to attack. Because they're they're similar to the uh, who it is like the Falcons defense in a way, at least how they were at the start of the year, where it's like like up front and on the sides are tough, but like you gotta just go after that middle. Yeah, and after what's his name, Lattimore got hurt. I think they've been more zone. I could be wrong. 
I believe but. so. I'll double check that because I, I was looking through that earlier because I was season long stats at this point are really tough to trust in certain things, especially like that where one thing we talk about a lot is like teams shifting from more man to more zone. Um, the Saints have been about 35, 65 man zone. Okay. I mean, the that's last, a since week 11. So amount of man coverage, but not a ton. It's, it's a little more zone heavy than they were. Because they were super man-heavy with Lattimore's in, so... Right. And that's why I don't dislike Puka, because he can beat man. Um, I just prefer Cup. Yeah, like, Alante Taylor has been pretty eh against zone, and he's their <laughs> slot guy, and, like, you're giving Cup a good slot zone matchup. I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna yeah. take, take that confluence <laughs> of, of good we get there. And he hasn't um, been super expensive. He might be more expensive now on DK... Um, but his price yeah. was super low for a while. Yeah, it is a showdown, so it's a little, little tougher. But he's not—he's not the most expensive player. I think Kyron is, I believe. So that's fair. He gets the end zone everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, Kyron's <laughs> eleven two, Cup's eleven, Kamara's ten eight. But I do prefer Cup of those. Yeah. How do you feel about Kyron Williams? I think he's worth talking about for a yeah, showdown. Yeah, it's the thing where I think if we think they're gonna win, and like the Saints matchup isn't like bad or anything it's been the one where like they've just kind of beat on bad teams some mm-hmm. and i you know the, the rams are a good team for saying so like he should get his usual like shitload of attempts and touches um so I, I i don't dislike him i think he's kind of in for his usual you know 20 to 25 opportunities which is you know awesome at the running back position there's yeah. nothing that's making me go hey he should absolutely crush here but there's right. nothing that's making me, like, hate him. So, I mean, if, if you're doing a lineup where you get, like, some cheapos in, like, if you do use, like, A.T. Perry and Tutu, and you've got a bunch of money, then, like, yeah, you can do that. Like, you can go <laughs> cup Kyron Stafford and then dumpster dive for... Well, not even dumpster dive, but Perry and Tutu, like, should play and be on the field. So you can work that in, too. So, Taysom Hill. If Sean McVay lets Taysom Hill score on him, I think I lose a little respect for him as a head coach i do yeah, have I, a good amount of respect for him i i wasn't really huge on Taysom this week just because the rams like have aaron donald in the middle <laughs> like like he he you he has his best days usually when he's running a lot yeah when he just qb sneaks it and steals all of your uh your running back touchdowns yeah and so the rams like for, for like for what it's worth like obviously Aaron Donald's amazing so like their their best spot probably is right there in the middle with like Bobby Brown and Aaron Donald yeah so I mean obviously like you can go like off tackle to um Taysom can but I'm thinking like his usual good games are from like running and getting those vultures and I, I would just prefer to go after the um the outside corners for the Rams and that brings me to Olave who I like a lot this yeah. week actually Let's um go. So, Quentin Lake is back for the Rams, and he's their slot corner, who's actually pretty solid in the slot. And then they're working, uh, they've got Darian Kendrick and then Akello Witherspoon on the outside, who have been the weaker links for them, especially Kendrick, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, and then if you look at, like, just the kind of, like, game logs, and, like, who New Orleans has a lot of production to a lot, it's, or not New Orleans, who the Rams have a lot of production to a lot, it's been outside receivers, like, Obviously, Curtis Samuel had a good week last week with touchdowns, but, like, Terry started, Terry crushed. We had Odell crush. You know, Marquise Brown had a good game. DK crushed. Like, 
CD Lane went bonkers. So, like, they've these outside guys have been having some solid games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would th- say, like, Akella Witherspoon, he is like a really good bridge year corner. I don't think he's <laughs> great. He's, but he's pretty solid. He's going to get beat by, like, studs. Mm hmm. But against Scrubbies, he'll be fine. Yeah, Ken- Ken- like Kendrick's the, the real weak link. Yeah, <laughs> what were you saying? I think he's kind of like the Saints, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah, Witherspoon would be fine in, like, as a, like, third quarter. But, <laughs> right. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, Ken- Kendrick's the real, real weak link there. Um, and he's worse than zone, and the Rams run a good amount of zone. So, yeah, they do. Yeah. They kind of have to. Yeah, aside from Olave, was there anyone you were eyeing? Like, did you have any Taysom Hill interested, per se? Or No, I actually don't like him this week, and I really hope that I'm right. <laughs> um, I am curious about Rashid Shahid just because Derek Carr fucking loves him. Yeah, I mean, he's back. He, he came back last week, right? Yeah, I think he so. might be, like, you know, you're kind of dumpster diving in your lineup and you need someone cheap. I think he's so a pretty he, good flyer. He's not really cheap on the on the showdown. How much is he? I think he's like 7k. 7? Yeah, he is. Yeah, 7k. What the fuck? Hold on, let me pull this up. Yeah, but like on a showdown, I get like he's like the number 2 receiver, but a lot of it is only 86. So, that's absurd. I would rather take DeMarcus Robinson. <laughs> Yeah, like, and like Higby's five eight, yeah, Demarcus is five four. Like I, I would per like I mean, okay, if it, if it's a thing where like the roster percentage is like no one's playing Shahid, then like okay maybe like, but I I just prefer to get it to Olave. Why is he so? I mean, I think that's bullshit. I'm I guess Derek Carr does absolutely love him. Yeah, Carr's weird. Yeah, Carr is weird. <laughs> <laughs> But is there is there anything in this game like otherwise that's kind of sticking out to you? I, I agree it was kind of tougher to identify spots in this one just because I, nothing was really like super jumping out aside from kind of these three guys. No, not really. It's, yeah, it's pretty like flat across the board for a lot of stuff. These defenses have been weird this year just because they, they we've had a lot like a roller coaster performances of from them against like good and bad competition. Yeah. And now, like, we have, like, we're like, are the Saints any good? I don't know. Like, <laughs> is the Rams defense any good? Oh, man, we're not going to be able to tell this game. So. <laughs> yeah, th- that's kind of what's funny about this matchup. You will not be able to figure out anything about either team after this. <laughs> but this is a huge one for playoff implications, though. It is. Like, I whoever guess... wins this and loses this is either really on the fast track or, like, dead. Yeah. Say, so I guess I if think, the Rams like smoke them, then you can be like, okay, the Rams are like actually in it now. Yeah, I believe the Rams are in a wild card spot now. We need like we were talking about it last week. I want the Rams to go to Detroit for a playoff game. I think that'd be really fun. I actually think that might happen because yeah, they're the seventh seed now, and I feel like they can overtake Minnesota. So a lot like everything in Week 15 that we needed to happen for them to get like in into pool position happened. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Yeah. I think the Lions are pretty much going to stay at three. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, they, they just could kinda, make it to two. They could. Because, like, Dallas and Philly are both 10 and four. Yeah, and they're both, uh, they've just, <laughs> they both just fucked up last week real bad. Yeah, especially Philly's been struggling. Dude, that was, ugh. we'll talk about that one later, I'm sure. <laughs> Matt Patricia. 
<laughs> that was so funny. But anything else here before we before we jump to Cincy and Pitt? Nah. Alrighty. So yeah, Cincy and Pitt next up. I'm not sure yet who I'm taking in this one. I think I'll need some like kind of more definitive injury news um, from from Pittsburgh here. But gross total like 36 and a half. Since he's favored a little bit because uh, Mason Rudolph is starting, so I think that is fair. Um, yeah. So injury wise, um, Jamar Chase is out. That's the big bummer. Um, Minka and Thompson. So both their safeties didn't practice one day. Apparently Minka is already out. I thought I so like ESPN said he'd already been announced out, but I hadn't like seen that previously. So yeah, gonna, I saw you put that in, and I did not know that. Yeah, I'll, I'll double check that because like their website was like he was already rolled out for Sunday against, or maybe that might have been like an old thing, but like for against the Bengals. So I'll I'll dig into that. But anyway, he didn't practice yet, so we'll. Yeah, they we'll say see he's that. already ruled out. Yeah, does it say like for for this coming game against the Bengals? Yeah, ruled out for Saturday's game against the Bengals. Huh. Teresa Varley of the Steelers' official site. Alrighty, so that sounds trustworthy. That was actually a pretty big injury for me. Yeah. Because um, this game makes me nervous just for the Bengals. It's something of a trap game. Um, but that was a really big one for me because, you know, the Steelers are just going to knock your wide receivers out. To- <laughs> with their helmets um but yeah now they're just depleted at safety with yeah no minka no kz possibly no thompson so they're gonna be just really hurting there Oof. which that would be great with chase there because him deep oh, with the safeties you know, that's always great but he's out so um you know trenton Irwin tends to step in to his spot when he's out and so i mean i do like him as a stream here and he's dirt she i think he's the min price on dk so he's a nice easy line of choice for me i don't know about i didn't really feel like there were any bangers here but like a lot of like fine choices and especially like you know dfs wise a lot of them are cheap so i think they're all like decent options but with the total and with you know two backup quarterbacks especially mason rudolph being one of them i couldn't get like super excited i think the Bengals defense could be a banger it's <laughs> tough that's about for me it. there. Yeah, my, I'm just unsure like how many opportunities they'll get to like hit a ceiling. I guess. I think the guy that merits debate is Higgins, because um, obviously Jamar Chase is out. Higgins is now stepping into the wide receiver one role. He's probably gonna have Joey Porter on him. Yeah, that's what it, I figured. Higgins was a fucking dog last week. Like, that, yeah, he crushed was insane he had one of the best touchdowns i've seen all year that was a very cool move (laughs) that was so cool (laughs) i really don't know how i feel about him this game whether or not he's just gonna draw a lot of attention and be shut down or if he really wants to get paid and he's just gonna man his way through these guys it's it's tough i feel like the targets will be there like he's pretty likely to get seven eight plus targets right but I'm I'm just a little unsure about the conversion because we've seen plenty of games this year where the, they just haven't all converted. Yeah. And, like, he's the obvious, like, best player left on the Bengals' offense right now. So it makes a ton of sense for them to just stick Joey Porter on him and then give help and be like, yeah. okay, like, you know, everyone else try to beat us. I think that's, like, the logical move. So my lean is going to be, like, you know, as good as he is. Like, I would rather just kind of take the other guys for cheaper... And hope, you know, that Joey Porter does his thing. Who, um, 
who does the slot for the Steelers? Is it that Wallace? Would, that would be, let me double check who it is. Wait, no, the Steelers, I don't think have a dedicated like slot corner singularly. I think they, I think they rotate a lot. Ah. Uh. Because it's, it's listed as Shannon Sullivan, but I'm almost positive they are one of the teams that really rotates a lot. I mean, that makes sense because they have Minka, who plays that nickel safety position mm-hmm. a but, lot. Like, it might be Shannon Sullivan, like, the whole time this week, though, just because all those other guys are out. Like, because I know Minka had done it. Um, I want to say Pappy did a bit, but they have the safeties in the slot a lot. They did. Pat Pete did do it. Um, at some point, so maybe early in the year. Yeah, so Minka played a bit. Um, Shannon Sullivan plays it the most, but he's not even full-time. But I think he might end up going in there full-time this week. It's what's made me curious about Boyd this week. Even though I do think Trenton Irwin is more likely to score, I do think that Boyd might be the third down PPR guy. Yeah, like it's a... The Steelers, like, the middle of the field is easier spot to attack, especially right. especially now with all these injuries. My main concern on Boyd is he's just not, like, playing as much. Um, I'll check the, the, you know, the route run data. But as far as, like, snap counts go, they're doing a lot of two tight end and they're getting um, Yoshivas in more. Mm. So, like, the last two weeks, Boyd's been at 52% and 57% of the snaps. Um, they're going so much two tight end. Like, a lot, a lot, a lot. It's been, it's been helping, too, just, you know, to give yeah. more protection to Browning, give him some easy targets. I guess the Steelers, it makes sense, too. So I would expect them to do the same this week if the Steelers' pass rush is entirely uh, on the outside, which it yeah, is. Yeah, so that that's my only, you know, hesitation on Boyd. It will, like, when, when he's in there, it's going to be, he's going to have some really juicy opportunities, but. Hmm. That's interesting. I'll I'll have to think more about that because if you've got your tight ends blocking, you know, your outside, you kind of want whoever's going to shoot across the middle there or maybe take those uh hit those gaps in the zone. And yeah. I feel like that might be Trenton Irwin. Yes, I'm I'm going to like I need to see how they're going to split it up on on the snaps cuz I think I think Irwin's mostly been just outside kind of replacement for Jamar. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely done outside, but Yoshivas also does outside. Um, let's see. Yeah, Erwin, this year he's been about one-third slot, one-third out wide. <clears throat> so I, wait, I thought Yoshivas had been done a lot of slot this year. He's done some. Uh, some, okay, yeah. But, yeah, I would say, like, he's actually the guy I would want to put Pat Pete on. Yoshi? Yeah, if I'm the Steelers, just because... He's big. He's not as fast or shifty. That makes more sense for a Pat Pete like yeah. matchup to just sort of shut him down, and then mm-hmm. you keep uh, Porter on Higgins. And that to me, I mean, to me that like I think I'm agreeing with you that I like Trenton Irwin. Yeah, because he is the shifty one, basically. <laughs> right, and then the only thing that would throw a wrench in that is if Boyd ends up getting more playing time, then he could also do that. But I I think I'm with you on Irwin here. Yeah, I'm 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 really torn on Boyd. Like, it is a like the middle of the field where he operates will be pretty open. Right. So <laughs> now the Steelers side of things. Yes. <laughs> like 
This I have is... about as much faith in Mason Rudolph as I do in all of the other reindeer. And not all of the other reindeer, for whom I respect greatly. I mean, all the other reindeer besides <laughs> Rudolph. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's, it's, it's bad, you know, it's bad when I say, if Kenny Pickett were playing, I'd take the Steelers. Because <laughs> uh, like, okay. we saw that, like... <laughs> No, go ahead. <laughs> Their offense was like was humming that first game after Canada got fired against the Bengals because they like what they want to do matches up well and like they also finally started using the middle of the field so like Moose balled out, the running backs had good games like that's why I'm still torn because Mason Rudolph in his bits of time like showed the propensity to go pretty heavy too tight end right. and running back in the past game so I'm like okay like his tendency lines up with what the Steelers should do to attack, which lines up with where the Bengals are weak. So I think I'm not expecting fireworks, but I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think he's going to puke on himself. He could though, but I, I think, I think he's more likely to be like fine and keep, the, you know, keep the team to their implied total rather than just totally vomit. I, I mean, I would say the same. I just, there will be throws where he vomits on himself, but oh, I don't yeah. think it won't be the whole game. He's um, he's different than Mitch though, where like Mitch will just do some absolutely dumb shit and give yeah. an easy pick. Mason will just kind of like, um, like he he's like the collapsing pumpkin, not the exploding pumpkin. <laughs> Slowly, just soggy. Yeah, like you left worse. it out too long. Yeah, kind of you know that kind of pumpkin. It's almost Thanksgiving. It's still out there. Yeah, like why haven't you put it in the trash yet? <laughs> or you know, put it in the forest for the animals or something. So I wanted to ask you this because I don't – this is my memory and it could be wrong. But if I remember correctly, Rudolph hates Deontay. So he – I was looking at the game. I, was, I, got, I don't remember off the top of my head what it was. I'll look into it. But he has a rapport with Deontay, at least in the sense that they played together. Okay. And that was that was what I was at least going off of. So, yeah, and uh, 2019 was when they got a lot of time together. Which you know, lo- lovely to think about. And he tar- he targeted Deontay a fair amount, but it wasn't. It was a, it was very hit and miss. You know, Deontay was was yeah he was that year yeah he he targeted Deontay a decent amount, but it was it very hit or work. miss on how good it was. Okay, was but it's also several years later. I'm like I feel like he is gonna just throw up balls to Pickens and Muth. He what? he passed a ton to. Uh, Connor and sitting and throwback Jalen Samuels that oh, year. God. He passed to them a ton because you know, 2019 they didn't have Muth yet. It was um, Vance McDonald. They oh, still wow. had Juju too. They still had Juju. Yeah, like going to like 2020 where we do have Muth. Let's see. Oh yeah, uh, Detroit in 2021 was pretty much his only game after 2019 of a full game, and there he passed to Deontay 13 times, Ray Ray McLeod 12 times, and. Pat Fryer moved nine times. Jesus. So like he's got a he like he's played with Pat and Deontay enough before. Okay. That's, that's good to know. But I, I mean, yeah, I, that's good I don't know. have any like lean on Deontay here per se, and like I don't think that Pickens is the Mason Rudolph type of receiver per se. Really? See, I uh, kind of just the way I picture Rudolph is him being a statue in the pocket and just lobbing it deep. For Pickens. Yeah, I thought he kind of played like a big pussy. That's why I was trying to remember. Because like, I think he, he was does. very check downy. Because like that he is, game, he is he was, very check downy. 
Yeah, so like that Detroit game, 50 attempts, 30 completions for only 242 yards. Wow. Like, let me find his career yards per attempt because I'm pretty sure it's on the low side. So uh, he's at 6.1 yards per attempt for his career. Um, let me let me pull up this year just to get like a kind of general vibe on what like we should expect for yards per attempt. So he is what what did I say he was? He's at six point one yards per attempt. That is what. So Zach Wilson's at six point two yards per attempt this year. Bruh. So and Mac Jones is six point one. Um, if we want to go to adjusted, um, and you know follow that, he's only at five point seven, which is ah. also in the range of Zach Wilson, who's at five point eight. So hey, not good. Um, so that, okay, yeah. so I'm seeing here, just while we were discussing that, Kenny Pickett has not been ruled out. Has he? He has not. It is, they're planning on Rudolph, but there is a chance that Pickett plays. I think it's just going to be Rudolph, right? I assume so, but that does change things if he does play. Oh, he got a limited Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, he so, got a limited. Tiny chance, but... Yeah, like if if Pickett does play, obviously he will actually go to Pickens. But yes. I, I, the guys I still like stay the same. Like I still think Muth and the Pittsburgh running backs are the best choices from Pittsburgh this game. Agreed. I think just the, the degree of effectiveness, they might go from stream to banger or at least closer <laughs> to banger. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. That's something to keep an eye on, though. Yeah, I mean... That is something we will know before the two-gamer, since it's yeah. the first game. But, I mean, like, I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh if he plays. Yeah, I probably will, too. If not, man, it's tough. Um, but I do want to talk about the Cincy running backs, because the first game they played, that was Browning's first start. He looked like shit. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, the running backs, you know, was mixing. He got, like, a barely any attempts. He did nothing. Um, Chase Brown hadn't gotten involved yet. But since then, like, they made a lot of changes to the offense, made it much more friendly for Brownie's play style. So I feel like we're going to see something in between that first Pittsburgh game and the rest of what we've seen. Like, it, it'll still be better, but I don't think it's going to smash. But the the way they've deployed Mixon and Chase Brown has changed a lot the last few weeks, as in they've gotten a ton of screen game work. Yeah. But I, th- I think uh, I'm really interested in Chase Brown here. Like with all the safety injuries and his speed, the, the like that the breakaway potential intrigues me because if like if you get him on a screen and he gets that good initial blocking, he could. House I think it. he's a little more liable to house something this week with all the safety injuries. Yeah, yeah. The Steelers' it, run D is kind of weird. Like the Colts kind of ran all over him, but they also had a massive lead, and the Steelers couldn't do shit mm-hmm. offensively, so it wasn't even in danger. So they just kind of ran the rest of the game out. Because, like, Trey Sermon got 5.2 a carry. Yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of one of those days. Yeah. Um, yeah and then so, yeah, I'm line... kind of off mixing. I don't think, like, he always is okay enough because he falls in the end zone and he gets receptions. Yep. <laughs> you were talking about <laughs> That's the that gist. last week. Yeah. But I like Chase Brown's upside a lot more. Yeah, like, looking at that two-gamer... That's that's the situation where you do have to get a little weird, and I think a I think a good way to get weird is going with Chase Brown. Get because he's only because so, so it's interesting because you like looking at the Pittsburgh running backs like Warren's five four, Najee's five, Chase Brown's four nine. Um, 
And then Mixon 6-8, James Cook is 6-9, Eckler 7-2, which it seems weird to see Eckler at 7-2, but yeah. man, they're rough right now. They, he's, been, he's been awful. Like, my inclination is to go Cook and, you know, one of the Steelers guys or Chase Brown. Yeah. Depending on how, like, the lineup fits. But the the, the run matchup is pretty solid, decent for Pittsburgh. Not, like, a, the best of the week, but not like it's all it's all green like it, it all looks pretty solid so the the one thing that is kind of funny this is more of a pass game thing though is the the pressure matchup's not great just because pittsburgh's pass blocking has been kind of eh, and the Bengals do have, have at least some pass rush talent yeah yeah they got hendrickson and hubbard that uh mm-hmm. the two of them together are really good at putting pressure they're back yeah and then yeah for the for the Bengals, it's a pretty average middling line matchup across the board they did, I almost forgot, they did lose DJ Reader last week for the year. Oh, that's what I missed. Um, Rip. But what's his name? The guy they drafted, Miles Murphy, he's officially a defensive end, but I think the way they used him is they they put him in and just kind of moved some guys around, and he played pretty well. So their run defense was not much worse, if at all. Okay. It wasn't great. I mean, Ty Chandler went nuts, but yeah, the Bengals' I mean, run D wasn't really that good to start. Yeah, the run D kind of sucks anyway. <laughs> and, like, that's why this this was, like, a tough one for me to parse just because, like, they their run D is bad. But if Mason Rudolph's in, like, it makes it matter less just because the offense is going to just be worse. Right. It'll be so much more one-dimensional. You yeah. can bring people down and not have to worry as much. Yeah, so you're you're just relying on the on the receptions at that point. Yeah. So, I'm looking I'm looking for Miles Murphy. He played um I, I don't think I can find the breakdown of tackle and end, but I was hoping I could find that. That would have been helpful. He's been getting more involved in the last few weeks for sure. So, Yeah, I want to say they moved one of their he I want to say they just put him inside, and they still gotcha. kept Hendrickson and Hubbard outside. I'll go back sense. and watch it though. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let me. What does the depth chart have him listed as? Listed as they've got him listed as a D end, but I don't think that yeah. really tracks fully. Um, <laughs> I do also want to shout out Hudson, just in the sense of pressure dump offs, I guess. <laughs> and they've been going so much too tight end that it. Yeah, they seem to have a decent rapport too. Yeah. He's been, he's, uh, he's like, well. he's the Gary Barnage of this year. <laughs> like, he w- he's not young. He's 29. Just a yeah, late glow up. <laughs> late, late, late bloomer. Tight ends, <laughs> you know, that happens to tight ends a lot. So, yeah. Um, But anyway, our third game, though, we've got Buffalo at the Chargers. 43 and a half total, bu- Buffalo favorite by 12. We're both thinking Buffalo. Um, Injury-wise, there's a lot to note. Um, for Buffalo, we've got James Cook. He's sick, but I assume he's going to go. Um, Jordan Phillips didn't practice Wednesday, so keep an eye on that for the D-line. Um, Epinesa and Hyde got in some limiteds Wednesday, so that's a good sign for them possibly coming back. There's a chance Kyrie Elam comes back, but didn't didn't he suck? I he, thought he sucked. He's not great. There's a reason okay. they got Rasul Douglas. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Daquan Jones got designated to return. I don't know if he'll be back this week, but that's a huge return for them once he's back because he's a huge part of their run d yeah like they when when him and milano both went down simultaneously the run d just went to shit um right which is understandable yeah um for the charger side 
Uh, Dean Leonard, one of their corners, didn't practice Wednesday. I think he missed last week too. Um, so keep an eye on him. And then uh, Bassey, he's their nickel corner. He was limited Wednesday, but it's, it was a concussion. So he's still on protocol. And with it being a day earlier, it's going to be really tough for him to clear. So they might be down an outside and a nickel corner. Uh, <laughs> not ideal. Uh, Keenan didn't practice Wednesday with the heel thing. So if he's out, that's brutal. If he's in, I like him. But if he's out, big goof. Um, and then uh, they did designate Tanner Muse to return, but I don't know if, he ba- if he'll be back yet. And then Will Clapp, their center who was their second center because Lindsley got hurt. Uh, Will Clapp's on IR. So they're down to their third center now. Cameron Tom. The guy's got two first names. What's That's this? the crowd pleaser. Um, That's right. That's for running backs. You're a center dog. Maybe quarterbacks, but good old Matt Ryan. <laughs> um. Okay, so in most other situations, I would call this a trap game. Mm-hmm. I just want to get that out of the way. They like The Chargers just fired their head coach. The team gave up on Staley last week. That was pretty bad. That was like they gave up in the second quarter. Um, and we actually were genuinely curious if Staley would get fired at halftime. He did not, <laughs> but it was in uh, spirit. It was in spirit. Yeah, he was gone. Uh, and this is like big upset territory when you have a team that got rid of their awful head coach and just is ready to clap and <laughs> and be very passionate. But yes, the injuries to the chargers it, i can't do it like i do not have the stones to pick the chargers this week i i just don't you don't have uh, the stones smarts <laughs> exactly uh, uh, uh. i think it's if you're doing like t- 10 lineups involving this game you might as well do one with that scenario but with now they're on their third string center. You might have Daquan Jones back. Even without him, Ed Oliver is going to eat his lunch. Um, Easton Stick was awful last week. They did just sign Will Greer. Uh, but the real thing is I just feel like Buffalo can do the exact same thing this week they did to the Cowboys. They, yeah. Like, they don't really have to practice anything different. Am I wrong? Like, can they not just hand it off to Cook and let him run all over the Chargers? Their run defense is ass. They can, yeah. So, Buffalo has (laughs) the best uh, line yard total this week. Um, And then the best best stuff rating as well. But they also have one of the better pass matchups this week, too. So, yeah, I kind of like the whole Buffalo offense. Yeah. I I will say... Yeah, one thing we were talking about before we started was with the coaching change, like there might be some changes on the defense that we were like, how is this Chargers defense so bad? Like they shouldn't be this shit. Uh, That's true. So the spots where they've got talent, like where they've got Khalil Mack, they've got Sebastian Joseph Day, they've got Derwin James, Sunday Samuel. Like they've got enough like really good players that it should be better and we might see them get a little, use a little better. But they also still have like, bad linebackers the interior is not great the secondary is banged up so i think it might be a wash sort of the thing with their linebackers is they have uh tui pelotu who's actually probably been their best they have kenneth murray who was a top you know i think he was taken like 26th 
in the first round of the draft. Like, he's a high draft pick. And they have Khalil Mack. So their linebackers shouldn't suck. That's what's been so confusing to me. I know Kenneth Murray, a lot of Chargers fans will tell you he sucks. But I do think there is a chance that he's just not in the right scheme. I yeah, it's it's hard to possible, say. I've, yeah, I have not watched a whole lot of Chargers games. I will admit, um, they make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> you already have one team you like to watch that makes you sad. Well, not like right. to watch. You choose to watch. At least I like Mike McDaniel so much that I don't care as much about <laughs> losing to them because he's fair. just like my baby. I want him to do well. I do love him. He's he's. <laughs> I, I, that's great that he's a head coach. Um. But yeah, so like, I I think their run defense does stay bad. Like Khalil Mack is a pass rusher, not really a run stopper. Yeah, that's true. And so, and I think you know it, Kenneth Murray could turn it around, but I don't know if it's gonna be Saturday when it happens. It might be a slower turnaround. So and like the the it's still the DC there. So like I don't think the whole entire system's gonna change right away. Agreed. So I, I, yeah, I still think that the run defense will suck. Um, who do they, um, who do they play the next week? They play Denver. Okay, so that's the one they're gonna win. Um, I'm not kidding because here's what's gonna happen. They have a whole new coaching staff. They need to see who deserves to be in the lineup and who doesn't, and the changes they need to make. And yeah, they can use last week's film, except they really can't because last week was an absolute boat race <laughs> where one boat exploded at the port and the other <laughs> took off and hit the finish line as it was exploding. So like this is going to be a good game for the coaches to evaluate their defensive roster and figure mm-hmm. out who is staying in the lineup and who isn't. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Which means for this week, I think Buffalo is safe, but next week, watch out Broncos I'm calling it now. I mean, that'll be fun. <laughs> I would love to see the Broncos lose to Easton Stick. I do. Yeah, that would be pretty fucking funny. Yeah. But um, <laughs> anyway, so as far as spe- specifics goes, we mentioned James Cook. Diggs should crush because the charge has been getting rammed. And I wanted to mention Gabe Davis here because the last two games, it's either been like amazing or zero for him. And yeah, you know, they, they should handily have this, but. It's, this is definitely a scenario where we could see, you know, the super efficient deep shots for him just because of how brutal the charges have been to the deep ball. Right. So. And that is one thing I did want to mention is just after running the ball like 30 times last week and only throwing 15 times, Jalen's going to get bored, man. Yeah, they can probably win this game with him not throwing a pass, but he's going to get bored and he's going to say, you know what, this run pass option, I'm fucking throwing it. And I think he will. I think he does pass more in this game just because he's Jalen. And I think it works for him. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also because he's Jalen. Yeah. And then with with those injuries, so with their slot being weaker, where Buffalo goes a lot of two tight end, we'd, we'd just end up seeing a lot of Dalton Kincaid in the slot. Yeah. So I, I do like him here too. Again, like the Buffalo offense, like I... Um, I guess I can math it, but the implied total is pretty huge. So yeah, because what they're forty three and a half is the total. They're favored by twelve, so they have an implied total of almost thirty, right? Like twenty eight, yeah. So yeah, 
Yeah, to me, if I had to make a score prediction, it would be like 31-13. Yeah, right now it's applied around 28-16. to 16. Yeah. And that might be generous. A little generous to the Chargers right now. So, I mean, there'll be some garbage time. If, like, in the scenario of the Bills, you know, crushing, they'll at least get some, like, a garbage time score. Yeah. So, so with this slate, um, is there anything else with the charge you want to talk about? I know you were talk- you wanted to talk about the coaching vacancy a bit, but is there anyone is there anyone in the in the Chargers side of the game you're interested in? I don't really want to use Eckler. He's been awful. He has been awful for several weeks now. I don't know if he's playable until you see something from him. Um, which I is only a shame. want him. I only want him if Keenan is in. I do think that's fair. Because, like, I want someone else to keep the offense going. Right. Otherwise, it's like, there's just gonna, like, there's not gonna be much there. Yeah. Because, like, if Keenan's back, I like Keenan to catch a lot of passes, then things will be easier for Eckler. But if there's no Keenan, I don't really want Eckler, but I would be interested in Everett, who, you know, has kind of been the, you know, one of the better target getters at this point, consistency-wise, with, with no Keenan and from Stick. Yeah. No, but I it's not great there. It's it's not great. Mm. So, who do you want to be the Chargers' next head coach? So I was thinking about this the other day, and it, you know, with the whole Bill Belichick, uh, reportedly they've already talked, and he's gone next year, which I think is horseshit, by the way. Yeah, I um, agree. Like the first thing that I've seen nobody mention is when was the last time you saw anything get leaked out of the Patriots camp? Exactly. The answer is literally never. It has not happened in 20 years. <laughs> so that story is bullshit. Now, what I think happens is I think after the year, Kraft sits down with Belichick. Um, and there are really only two, one of two things that happen. I don't think that he outright fires him. I think he says, we would like to keep you but we would like to bring in somebody else to help manage the GM duties. Mm -hmm. And so the, the two options are either that doesn't happen. And the conversation is basically like, look, just give me another year. We'll figure it out and it's fine. Or that conversation happens in which case Belichick is absolutely not going to do that. And so here's like the fork in the road, if you will, the split in the chart I think if Belichick leaves, he'll just be a head coach for most teams and not do the GM thing. Like, I think if he leaves. But if Kraft asks him not to do the GM thing and then he leaves, he will 100% go somewhere where he can do both because he is petty (laughs) and spiteful. And he would love to take over both. Now... One of the biggest things with Belichick that I've also not heard talked about is ownership, which I think is very clearly incredibly important to him. Um, That is why he left the Jets, the ownership, and I don't blame him. That's (laughs) why he went to the Patriots, ownership. So, like, I don't know how realistic the Chargers vacancy is for him unless he is doing it out of spite to be both the head coach and GM, in which case, yeah. if they throw him $100 million, he'll absolutely just be like, right, <laughs> fuck it. I'll do both. That'll be great. <laughs> hmm. But I think the most likely scenario is if he does leave, he probably 
just is a head coach somewhere. Yeah, and then um, we were kind of talking about the expected vacancies, I think we could call it. Um, you know, we can look at the Bears, probably a vacancy. Um, the, you know, obviously the Chargers here. Um, mm-hmm. The Falcons might be one, potentially. I think if they lose out, there will be. So I yeah, they switch to Heineke. They could. I mean, they can still win the division. Is the fun they still thing. can? If they if they win the division and go to the playoffs, he's gonna stay. If they lose out, though, I think he's he might be gone. Yeah, I'm kind of curious how that's gonna go. That loss was inexcusable. Yeah, because they're they're six and eight right now. If I mean, if they have a losing season to miss the playoffs, I think that could be kind of the grounds for it. But that I still don't understand what the fuck last week was. That was so inexcusable. I don't know why, like, what he does. Like, why he does things. Why he does things the way that he does. How many carries did Bijan have? Like, four? He had seven carries and three targets. Algier got 14 carries. Against a like, run funnel. Yeah, like, I know, you know, it was gross weather, but still. <laughs> you that's, should, that's you should be giving worse. it to him more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, it makes absolutely no sense. This is the guy your GM took first in the fucking draft, and you are just relegating him to a third string running back. That is disgusting. Yeah, and like not I know even Ritter for sucks, fantasy. Just like, dude, get your head out of your ass. He must really hate his GM, or he really wanted someone else with that pick, and he is just won't let it go. I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, I. It's one of those things where like. I I think he might be someone who's just like coordinator cool head coach no cuz like I think we both acknowledge that like his ability to like come up with you know plays get the most out of subpar players is is, is solid but yeah. now that he's got like some good players he's just doing weird ass shit I'm like what the heck are you doing Arthur if it's some like, disciplinary thing like he feels like as a head coach he has to I don't know lay the hammer down not let i don't know like star guys do whatever they want so if Bijan throws him some attitude in practice he just i don't know says all right you're the third stringer now tyler get in there i don't know maybe but it's some it's some bullshit though and this is i don't have Bijan in any fantasy so it's not coming from there i am just genuinely curious why you are not using your top running back draft pick nearly to the extent that is even remotely acceptable. Like it is very yeah. clearly on purpose, and it's like weird. it's tilting. Like you know, I, I was in, I was kind of on the pick just because, like, as great as Bizon is, I'm always, you know, I'm like, I don't know how much I love the running back at eight pick, but we, we talked about like the amount of just overall talent or lack of in the draft. Like he's amazing, so. But like you got to use them now that you got them, so yeah. So but yeah, um, coaching Bill vacancies. could go there because they've got they've got good ownership there. So yeah, Bill could definitely go there. I did mm. want to mention the Steelers. Now I like Mike Tomlin. Um, I uh, think yeah, I'd be surprised that, if he got fired. But it happened the same thing. Like I feel like I'm seeing the same thing that happened to Andy Reid in Philly. Yeah, which is where. It might be time. It's just time. He was amazing for the Eagles in terms of what he did for the organization. Like, he got them to the playoffs every year for, like, eight years 
or something absurd. Like he won the division every year and he's doing mm. the same thing with the Chiefs. But at a certain point, it's just time. The fans are either stale on you or like things just haven't been going well or you've lost some of the faith and it's just time for a change of scenery. And I could see that happening with the Steelers in the event that they lose out, which is certainly possible since they're playing the Bengals, Seahawks and Ravens. Um, and the Seahawks is in Seattle. So like, yeah, losing out is possible. My, my guess is he'll get one more year. I like, think I, so. The Steelers are not one to fire coaches early or even <laughs> at all. But yeah. at all. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where Bill ends up if, if he even leaves the Patriots this year. Um, before we depart, uh, real quick, do you want to build a lineup for uh, like the Saturday? Saturday? I'd say yeah, for Saturday, we'll say we can do a Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just the two teams, so it'll be it'll be a little quicker. I'll, I'll say, <laughs> pull up the this. I'll get us screen shared here, so we can do it a little quicker. Yeah. So the two games are always fun because it's like, do you stack a game? Do you make an onslaught? Like how? Like you know, what's the plan attack? I, I usually default to stacking a game, but the problem is like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to stack Buffalo and the Chargers if Keaton's out. It's like, do I stack Pittsburgh, Cincy? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little... Maybe just go all Buffalo. Yeah, it's like you could do Buffalo Onslaught. So the quarterback landscape is weird. So you've got Jalen at 8-1 and then Browning at 6-1 and then Easton <laughs> and Rudolph at pretty cheap. Running back running back is cheap overall. Receiver, like if Keenan's out, you've got Diggs at 8-7 and then Keenan 7-9. So if he's out, you have no one else besides, you know, you go down to T. Higgins at 6-5 all the way down there. And then Gabe okay. Davis at 5'3". So it's a big drop-off there. Tight end Kincaid's 5K. And then Moose 3'8". Like, so not a lot to spend there. Defense, you know, it's whatever. So it's kind of interesting on how you're going to choose to spend. Um, I, I guess, know that so, I want Cook. Yeah. I think we both really want Cook. Um, Receiver-wise. So we're talking we're talk about Trenton Irwin. Uh-huh. He's 3K. Do you want to pop him in as, like, our value yeah. guy? We can do Trenton. Mm-hmm. And then now we've got like a lot of other receiver options too. So like there's Diggs at eight seven we mentioned, then all the way down to T. And you got Gabe at five three. You got the Steelers guys, Boyd, other Chargers guys. Ooh. It's a little tough. If we man, this is this is you tough want, because you want to like pick Diggs play- and see how it goes. Or yeah. What were you had to say? If Pickett ends up playing, I would probably have to make changes. Yeah, I think we're going to assume this is him not playing, just because it's, right. I think, leaning that way. But yeah, I would lean, I would put my money there on Diggs and Jalen, quite frankly. I know Jalen's mm-hmm. expensive, but... But I mean, there's, there's enough value we have here, anyway. Because, like, yeah, like if Pickett plays, then you can go a 4-7 Pickens, and that looks a lot better. But Right. Um, tight end-wise, any lean here, just kind of pick someone... Yeah, I honestly kind of like any of them. And, like, heck, even, like, Knox at 2-7, I don't hate. Right. But, I mean, I, mean, I guess I'll... three 3-5 if Keenan is out, and then you've got yeah. Hudson. Who's I think my lead get... for now might be Muth or Kincaid. But yeah. Let's roll with Muth. We need to, we need a little bit of value. Um, oh, the running back slot. This is where it kind of gets interesting. You know, do we go Chase Brown? Do we go Najee Warren? 
I think we're both kind of eh on Eckler. Yeah. Eh. Eckler. I would Mixon's say... Mixon's up there at 6-8, but that's, that feels a little expensive relative to everybody else. I would say we take a running back from the Bengals-Steelers uh, game. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just pop in Chase Brown so that we can, you know, look at our max case, and then if we have money, we can upgrade? Sure. Alrighty. So, last receiver spot, we can go with Higgins. Um, I'm not sure about, like, okay. Do you want to operate assuming Keenan's in or out? I... I would say out? I kind of feel like he's going to be out. Because <clears throat> if he plays, then you can, like, you can, you know, still make an okay lineup with him and what we've got. But, you know, if he's out, it makes the choice tougher, I think. So I want to say assume he's out because then it gives us fewer choices. Yeah. Like, because here, like, if we've got the Jalen Diggs cook, like, I don't know if adding Gabe in is too much or if we should kind of go elsewhere. That's what I was thinking, too. Because like if we go Gabe and we go, you know, or to say pick a defense or whatever, we've got room for other options, too. But th- Wait, that, the Bengals uh, are the most expensive defense. Yeah, it is kind of weird. The Bills are cheaper, so like you can go just full Why? Bills onslaught. Yeah, that you can only use five from a team though, for what it's worth. Just a heads up on that. <laughs> Fifty-eight. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where you could grab like Jalen Warren or Najee, and then you'd have some extra money to see if you want to upgrade. Yeah. Because like if you switch Chase Brown to one of the running backs, then you have a little bit less, but. Yeah. Yeah, the the gaps and everything make it tough. Yeah, there's a huge drop. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could always leave some salary. One thing we could do is, like, we could go to Kincaid and drop our defense or something. So, like, we go, like, Steelers defense, Najee, and Chase Brown or something. Cause we're, so that that we would say, like, okay, Buffalo is rolling. We've, we've got the Buffalo offense here, basically. Yeah. And then we see got the Pittsburgh defense and Najee, which I think is fine. And we're saying, okay, the Bengals are dumping to, you know, Chase Brown on some screens and Irwin's 3K, he can just find a way to get there. Yeah. And if we didn't go Chase Brown in the flex, like, we could run back with Palmer, which I wouldn't hate, honestly. I wouldn't hate that either. Yeah, like, the two options are um, we go Chase Brown and Deontay, or we go Najee and Palmer. Which I think I prefer that one. Just because, like, I mean, Palmer, like, got there last week just because, like, the, the, the Raiders kind of, like, didn't have to try as much. Yeah. So, like, there's going to be attempts. So, I think it makes sense to go a charger and then say Pittsburgh defense and Najee and then Irwin. Yeah, I kind of like that. I was a little worried about having Steelers D with two Bengals. Yeah. I, I, like, on a two game, I think happen. it's huge. But... yeah. I think I like this one a little better just to give us a charger run back. Cool. But alrighty. So we got we got us lineup in. I, I, I like doing the lineup builds together. I feel like we get some get some good stuff. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for tuning in. Um we will be back later in the week. I'm not sure which day. Um probably Friday I'll I'll say. To um to you know cover the rest of the Sunday games. In the meantime, you can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com. You can find us on Instagram at Mozzie and, Mus- and the Muscle. And you can find us on uh, Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle. Um, and, you know, share the podcast with a friend. Help us grow this biz. And uh, in the meantime, we'll see you soon.